Hi, podcast fans. If you haven't settled on your save yet, let Simon and myself guide you through a few interesting leagues in our now infamous league previews. Welcome to One More Game. Hey, Samo, how are you? You okay? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I realised just as I was saying that, I kind of intro you the same way. Hey, Samo, how are you doing? You okay? But, um, yeah. That, that's fine. Interesting fact, maybe someone can listen back and tell us how many times we do that. <laughs> anyway, that's what a terrible start to a podcast. So, as I said earlier, you know, our, our league previews, which we, we both enjoyed last year, didn't we? Yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed them last year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because we love talking about saves, potential saves and stuff. And obviously, most of you know, both of us are kind of one, maybe two save in my in my case um, per FM kind of guys. So we never really get to get to use a lot of these uh, a lot of these saves and, and leagues and things that we're going to discuss. So it's nice to get them out there for everyone else to to use. I think you get to like live vicariously through the chat of everybody else's saves, which I think keeps you going. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think that's why we like sort of reading content and not quite watching content but at least hearing that other people enjoy watching watching content anyway and making it so that's that's why we love that and we you know we just kind of love the stories and the, the leagues and the funny little league structures around the world which is why we're kind of gonna gonna do that this time we're only gonna have i think one preview pod we haven't planned any more have we no. um, and we're getting quite close to the game coming out so we're going to switch it up a little bit we're going to make it you know, so so Samuel and I don't have to do quite so much research. You know, we don't we don't plan anything or script anything on the normal pod. So why would we do it now? And um, we're actually going to have a few friends in to help out um, later on. But first, we're going to do a bit of the work that we've already done. Um, Samo, you snuck out a little reveal recently. Ah, uh, just a little one. I think um, like the football manager account obviously highlighted this club um, as they are quite synonymous for giving youth youth a chance um, and they're a club that I kind of keep a little eye on I like the way that they do things so um, yeah I thought I'd just have a mess around with them on the beta when it comes out and, and yeah I, I like to do that um, when the beta comes I don't really like to start my full save um, when un- until the full game comes out so yeah I thought I'd mess around with Norgeland in Denmark mm. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it to be fair but uh, yeah, I'd probably go with that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call you up on it. Uh, maybe some, someone with better Norwegian sort of dialect can get Nor- in touch. But Norwegian, um, uh, or a Norwegian, yeah. Uh, but it's <clears> Danish, know. but that's fine. You don't. You don't have to be. Oh yeah, Norwegian. Yeah, Danish. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you just like you just like like oh. slagged off the whole of Scandinavia, basically. Not the whole. Come on, it's, it's bigger than it's bigger than just Norway, Denmark. Anyway, Denmark. Yes, anyone who knows Danish can get in touch. Or anyway, should we move on? Yeah, probably. <laughs> why? Why New Zealand? Yeah. Why? Why there? Because we've we've obviously brought them up before. We we I think we might have even previewed them on a different pod uh, last year. Because um, it is it's been a been a. Um, been a say even a team that's tickled your fancy before. So why why the plunge now? Yeah, definitely. I think. I've all I've always had them in mind for a kind of a full, uh, like game save, uh, option. But mm. I I don't know, just something just something has held me back from from picking it as my my full, my my proper save um during the whole of FM. So 
but I think yeah I've always kind of been well, over the last few years anyway uh, been kind of attracted to the way that they do things um, so the chairman is Tom Vernon if anybody doesn't know um, he's actually an ex-Man United scout I think he was Man U's head scout in Africa actually um, and he created the Right to Dream Academy in Ghana um, and then I think around 2015 uh, maybe 2016 actually um, he headed up a group that took over Norseland um, and kind of set up the links with the Right to Dream Academy that he obviously um, had created, um, which means that the club has kind of great links to the region. Uh, as I said earlier as well, gives a lot of young players a chance from that region, but not just from the region either. So um, it gives young Danish players a chance as well. And I think their average age maybe this season or maybe from the last season as well, it was like 22. Um, it might even be even younger than that. So um, a really kind of good, a good a good choice if you really want to go for a, a youth, maybe save where you develop some young players, sell them on and things like that. Um, and you'll get obviously a few Ghanaian uh, new gens through as well because of that link to, to the Right to Dream Academy. Um, like I said, they do things like a little bit differently as well. So they were actually the first club to, to sign up to uh, the Common Goal Initiative that Juan Mata um, created as well, um, where they, they give kind of shares of profits away to, to charity, I think is the how that works. So um, yeah, they, they just do things that little bit differently, which I, which I really like and it kind of attracts me to them. Yeah, it's always struck me as a good save. And, uh, you know, when you go to these... <clears throat> these leagues that you're not particularly used to you've got to have a reason to go there and it sounds you know african wonder kids from you know from ghana and, and in particular coming through i think that's what everyone everyone wants to see in, yeah. in football manager so um you know i think it'd be a good be a good long-term save um I, it would be, it would be a good long term save, but I don't know. Just there's just something that holds me back from picking it as my long term save, and I'm not really sure why that has been over the last kind of couple of years. Maybe two. Obviously, they're not seasoned winners, but maybe they're kind of just the next step down, so they're kind of too good. Maybe I don't know because Vitoria were probably a bit like that as well in Portugal. So I don't know. Maybe some. Maybe next year. Maybe on FM twenty one. FM uh, FM twenty one reveal. <laughs> Yeah, exclusive. That's the earliest. Like, <laughs> some people have probably already got got thoughts and reviews. Yeah, probably it's probably some blog release somewhere. <laughs> Why? So Denmark, tell us about Denmark. Yeah, maybe it's actually the the Danish league setup that is holding me back a little bit. But the more I've been reading about it, the more I'm kind of coming to like it. Um, mm. It's slightly convoluted. Um, I've said before that I, I don't really like uh, the split in the Scottish league system. Um, in the Scottish Premiership uh, Denmark has one though um, it's a 14 team top league though which I quite like um, a little bit of a, a couple of extra teams in comparison to Scotland um, and the teams play each other home and away for a 26 uh, match league season however after that this is when things get a little bit crazy um, so there's no points dropped or anything like that I know that maybe happens in some other leagues when there's a split um, but the top 6 qualify for the championship group um, so the championship group is fairly self-explanatory um, the teams play each other home and away again and the team that finishes top of that group wins the league, qualifies for the Champions League but that is at the moment the only spot that the country has in the Champions League so there's just one um, 
one team qualifies for the Champions League. So really, really tough um, to get that spot. And then it'll be really, really tough to kind of get through presumably all the qualifying rounds that you'll need to go through um, to get into the group stages. So that is the, probably the big challenge if you're, you're picking a, a team in Denmark. Um, what's next? The team in second, uh, I think, apparently qualifies for the Europa League first qualifying round. And then the team in third qualifies for a Europa League playoff, which is played against, and I, I could be totally wrong here, the winner from the relegation group, which I'll get onto in a second. Um, and then all of this is dependent on the winner of the Danish Cup. Um, so the winners of that actually qualify, according to Wikipedia, for the Europa League third qualifying round. Um, so there's a really good incentive for winning the cup there. Um, for clubs, which is a bit different to some other uh, nations. Like I said, the relegation group is the eight clubs that finished from 7th to 14th, and they're split up into two groups of four. Um, so then each group... I know, yeah. It, it gets even more confusing in a second as well. So um, each group plays each other home and away again, and then the top two teams qualify for a knockout tournament. Uh, sorry, the top two teams in each group qualify for a knockout tournament. And the winner of that knockout tournament goes on to face the club who finished in third for the Europa League playoff spot. Well, right. Got it? Yeah, and that's all we've got time for on this week's show. Thank you very much for <laughs> There's more as well. There's more as well. Um, so the relegation playoff, um, the mm. two bottom place teams in both of the groups qualify for that. The third place teams in each of the groups face off against each other with the losers apparently again according to wikipedia so i'm not sure if it's right this is right apparently the third place team from the second division plays against this team right that loses the third place group match <laughs> I'm, I'm getting yeah. confused now and then the bottom two teams from the groups of four play off against each other the losers relegated oh, and the winner faces off against the second place team from the second division Right, right. I'm really not sure if this is going to be reflected on Football Manager or not, or whether Wikipedia is 100% right. I'd, I'd probably yeah, like yeah. to hope that FM would be right, but obviously you can you, know, you can never be sure. Yeah, I'm sure for a top league, especially out of the box, they've got a game right, unless it's changed recently, um, which it probably hasn't. So I, I imagine it's right. Uh, obviously, I've not seen much Danish content last year. No, that's fair, yeah, haven't either. Mm. So um, so not sure exactly. And it kind of makes sense. And, and a lot of it's obviously stuff you only need to worry about if you finish in those positions, which if you're looking to save, have a save in Denmark, hopefully you know, you're looking to finish in sort of the top six anyway. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot of leagues do do that thing where they you need something to play for all season so they don't just pile in and, and just avoid relegation. Um, so there's always European incentives further down the league than, than it necessarily should be just to keep people going um, so yeah it, it kind of makes sense and I suppose there's always something to play for no matter where you finish but um, it's a little bit difficult to get your head around I think just play play your first game see where you end up see how you're going and then and then re- research the rules there on yeah I know like, if you can get through that first season and kind of understand what's happening then you'll probably be an expert after that it sounds fun though I, you know, I, I look forward to that, and, it, and it's good that it's still points based. You know, if you, as long as you win all your games, you're gonna do well and win the league. You know, so you, you know where you stand. You just got to keep winning games, um, 
and then see what happens in the in the turnout because obviously some leagues like Colombia where they split into a playoff, all it takes is one or two bad games and that's it. Mm-hmm. Season's over. Yeah. So true. um so it's it's good for that. Um, no, definitely. Anything more anything more on Denmark you can you can give to us? Well I was just gonna say the, the challenge I'd probably pick would be like to, to obviously get into that championship group um and, and attempt to do something in Europe. Um so mm. like alongside Norgeland I was thinking like Copenhagen, Micheland and Bromby, the kind of probably the four well, those three are probably the biggest clubs. Um Norgeland have won the league before, but Copenhagen obviously record title holders and I think them and Micheland have kind of not shared the titles over the last six seasons, but I think Copenhagen won three, Micheland have won two, so um and then Bromby haven't won the league since two thousand four, two thousand five, which probably if you're thinking back uh, further than that, you you would think that they would be up there challenging every season as well. So, yeah, mm. I'd probably pick out of one of those four and and try and do something in Europe. If I was picking a save in this country, yeah, I think if um, if I was going Denmark, you know, it, I've obviously gone gone to Austria, and we're going to go into that later. But you know, there's there's a lot of leagues where you can have a lot of fun with maybe a big team, Austria, Denmark, um, Poland. You know, you've you've still got that that European uh, adventure is going to be the the hard one, so picking a big team might be might be wise um, straight away. But I was surprised in um, that Denmark is quite it must be quite low in the Euro, UEFA rankings, then because you don't get many sort of um, many spots, and and you always hear, you know you always think of a Danish team being kind of in the Champions League group stages and stuff, but it seems like they have to jump through a, a fair few hoops nowadays. Yeah, definitely. I think if they've only got one spot. Then I didn't actually check this. I probably should have, but um, I'm just comparing it to Scotland, and I think they're kind of high teens at the moment. So Denmark must be in and around there yeah. as well. Yeah, well, Austria is fifteenth now, and I think that's the last, the last nation to get direct into the group stages, as far as I know, because I think this is the first time that Salzburg have gone straight into the uh, Champions League group stages. So I think anything lower than fifteenth, and I think Scotland is nineteenth. Just from all the chat around, you know the UEFA, um, the, the new European conference. Yeah, yeah. So I think all that, all that around there is kind of. Um, I think they're about nineteenth. Anyway, it, it, it's boring. No one likes to hear talk about coefficients, but um, but it does help out. You say I love I love the co- like genuinely the UEFA coefficients uh, screen is one of my favourites on the game. I, I look at it like at least once every season, uh, if not after every single. Uh, match that I play in Europe, which is quite weird. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's good to see if you can increase your rank. I like that aspect, but I think it's so sort of hard to work out how you do it. Obviously, other than the simple fact of just winning games and things, um, it's quite hard to kind of work out because it's based on the last sort of five seasons, and it's based on you get a certain amount of points for win draw and obviously nothing for a loss. So it's it's just a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit. It could be probably not easier, but it could be more. Um, more well known how it works to make it a bit easier for us to understand. I think definitely. So that's Denmark um, ticked off. Uh, interesting saves there. I'm sure we'd, we'll see a few maybe cropping up, or a few people out there would would fancy a Danish save. Um, so now Austria, are we playing there? It's probably one of those leagues that we've obviously, you know, you, you grow up knowing <clears throat> that there's a league there and it's quite big. Um, obviously, it's not. It's well outside the top five leagues. Um, but um, you know, we, Austrian players always coming through uh, traditionally, as well. So it's kind of 
kind of one of those those nations on similar to Denmark and those those kind of lower nations that that um, have always interested us and and we've seen obviously what Salzburg can do in Europe the last few years um, and before them people like Rapid Vienna and other teams um, have been able to kind of compete on European soil um, and in competitions uh, quite well so quick background on the league if you do fancy joining me there um, it's 12 teams in the Bundesliga the other Bundesliga um, an Austrian Cup and a Super Cup as well so it's, it's quite similar to other leagues uh, of that size probably similar to sort of like Switzerland and things like that so you, you play each team home and away for 22 games and then it's a top half uh, sorry top six bottom six split and the points are halved so it's different to Denmark in that way <clears throat> so you get half your points from the first 22 games going to the next 10 games where the top six play each other twice home and away again and the bottom six obviously do the same giving a total of 32 games for the league season uh, you finish top then obviously you're just champions um, and you go into the Champions League groups for the next um, next year uh, second you qualify for the Champions League qualifying stages Third, you're into the Europa groups. Fourth, you're into the Europa qualifying rounds. So all fairly straightforward, and as you'd expect, um, quite a lucrative. You know, top four places going into the into the Europa leagues uh, is good. I think there's one for the cup. I'd imagine Austrian cup into the Europa League as well, but I didn't actually read into what that means. Um, <clears throat> it's usually a big team that won it. Uh, obviously, um, Salzburg won it last year, so. I think so. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure how that would reflect on the fourth place um, getting into the into the qualifying rounds, but um, do check that <laughs> before you start. Um, so the, from the relegation group, the bottom team gets relegated, and then the top two, so seventh and eighth in the overall league, go into playoff against each other in a one-round playoff. The winner of that plays fifth, or well, certainly was fifth last year, in the championship group um, for. Uh, and the winner of the two-legged <laughs> playoff goes into the Europa League as well, into a playoff round. So plenty to play for, even if you're in the bottom six. Um, you can still make a European challenge and you have more to play for. Uh, and it's only the bottom team that goes down to the first division with the top team there coming up as well. So it's quite e probably quite easy to stay in the league. And then if, you do, if you're a smaller team, you, know, you can finish sort of seventh and eighth overall and... Um, still make Europe maybe towards the end of the season if you finish the season strongly so plenty plenty to go there obviously Samuel you've got some experience of uh, the Austrian league yeah I think it's actually changed since I was playing in it a few yeah. years back now too yeah they um, I think 2018 so last year was the first year of this um, this way and the first time you know they, they used to be 10 teams probably mm -hmm. when you played in FM 17 yeah um and now there's there's twelve and they've done it. So how it's not important, but how did it work when you did it? Was it similar or was it just a straight league? I think it was just a straight league, um, mm. but there was much more. Well, obviously they played more games against all the teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. that that's what kind of um, comparing Denmark to Austria, which probably not a lot of people do, but that's what I kind of quite liked about Denmark as well, just because it was the fourteen teams rather than just the twelve. I know. I, I've talked about Scotland already, and it wouldn't be it would be me to not talk about it. But um, like that's what I don't really like about it either. The the twelve teams, and I think it'll be interesting to see how you find that 
on FM20 as well because you probably do feel like you're just playing the same teams over and over again and, and, and yeah. you'll probably only play like three seasons max but so it won't be a, it won't be a huge issue but well I am going there because I want to play less games mm-hmm. so well or, you know sort of just to play a little bit quicker yeah so 32, 32 games probably go deep in the cups and the, maybe a bit of Europe as well so I'll probably play you know sort of 40 odd games a season so you know it's it's probably similar to most leagues um, but at least they should all be against or you know the the, the the speed of which the important games come around would be a bit quicker. Obviously, I'll probably have four games against the likes of Rapid Vienna, uh, Austria Vienna, you know, the big clubs there. I'll mm-hmm. be playing them four times a season, but for the weaker teams, I'll only be playing them twice. And then, you know, I think the Cup's fairly fairly quick as well, probably only four or five games. Yeah, is it only is it only one cup? Yeah, Austrian yeah. Cup and then the Super Cup as well. Yeah, so I, imagine I, I quite like just... that as well. That's what I quite liked about playing in the German Bundesliga. Um, when I was mm-hmm. uh, RB Leipzig as well because obviously if you play in England or if you play in Scotland you've got that extra League Cup competition that just seems to take that bit extra of your time while you're playing the game and having one comp- cup competition just feels like it, it takes a little bit away from the, the season and you can get through it a little bit quicker. Yeah, that's that's it. Obviously, you know, League Cups and things in, in England do offer a chance of you know, a smaller team winning something, but it can be a, become a bit of a slog if you want to go deep in all four competitions. Um, yeah, it's just so many extra games. And obviously France are doing away with their League Cup mm-hmm. from next year or a year after. I think it's, um, so think it's that, next year, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> so that'll be one less less cup there. So maybe when that happens, you can go to France and, uh, and enjoy that. Maybe. Another FM21 review. Yeah, yeah. Sam only plays in uh, leagues with no league cup. <laughs> um, mind you, FM twenty one. It'd be time for you to go back to Scotland, will it? That, uh, maybe it's just, it's always on, it's always in my, it's always in the back of my mind. <laughs> just while we're on cups, we're going to have a, a little preview from Matt later on the uh, Northern Irish League, and it sounds like there's a lot of cups there, <laughs> or if, uh, you know, the chance to to be in a few cups anyway. So look forward to that one uh, coming later. Um, so if you do go to Austria. And you don't fancy Salzburg because you, you know, you hate them because they're they're funded by a big uh, fizzy drink uh, <laughs> company. Um, then who can you go with? Well, Rapid Vienna are the most decorated side there with 32 league titles. Yes, 32. Obviously, they're they're the most um, they've won it the most, but they've not won it since 2007-2008. So there's you know it's been almost 10 years, or it'd be the 10th season that they haven't won it. No, it's been more than 10 years. Let's look at the date before we start talking. So yeah, a long time since um, since Rapid Vienna have won it, and obviously they're still a big t- big side. You know they'll, they'll always be towards the top, but can you take them to go back to the top or not? Um, Stumgratz, that's another team. Uh, it's kind of peak nineteen nineties two thousand Champions League. Uh, I think they played Man United in the ninety nine two thousand Champions League group stages, um, where obviously United had already won it the year before. Um, so it's kind of Everyone remembers them from ITV, um, <laughs> and they, they had the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Stadium, didn't they, I think? Um, so that's two kind of big teams that you can be. Can you knock Red Bull off the top of the top of the Austrian leagues? Um, but if you don't fancy a top team and you fancy something a little bit different, Wolfsburger are in the top division. Uh, never won the league title or anything apart from once they won the first division title a few years back and got promotion to the Bundesliga. 
they are in the Europa League groups as well this year for finishing third last year. So already, you know, you're kind of starting off with with a bit of an interesting save there. You've got just just a bit more than the league and cup games going on. Um, <clears throat> so it'd be interesting to see what you can do with them. Can you win them something, a major trophy, um, or can you progress in in Europe? It, it seems like they've they may be on the start of their journey in real life. Um, so it might be good to jump on that on FM and, and see if you can kind of turn turn a, a side that are used to the lower divisions um, into one that, that wins a bit more. Mm. I you mentioned Rapid Vienna. I was going to mention Austria Vienna. Yes, yeah. I had I had noted them down, but uh, went for Rapid instead. I think from like, I've made no secret that I love the book The European Game, um, mm-hmm. and I think the author. Uh, visited Austria Vienna and spoke to their academy director and obviously David Alaba came from Austria Vienna and they were kind of they always uh, encouraged yeah. players to to be versatile um, and I quite like that you can obviously like try and uh, bring through the next David Alaba who's uh, such a like talented footballer yeah um, uh, they've won something like 26 titles I think so um, but probably not for a long time um, just going off the top of my head um, but they're still up there. They're still sort of top five, top six, I imagine. Uh, teams, nice purple and white kind mm. of colour scheme. So if I was going for one of the Vienna clubs, I'd go probably Austria Vienna. I think I would too. Based on colour scheme alone. So if you fancy joining me or Samo in any of those leagues, um, do let us know. Um, be quite quite interesting. Um, but if that doesn't quite tickle your fancy, then uh, we've got a few more things to look forward to. Um, Stuart at Tommy's Boy 007 on Twitter. He had a great save in Poland uh, throughout FM 2019. Um, and he thinks maybe he should ho- head over there for a save um, for FM 20. This is what is, he's got to say to convince you. Hi, it's Tommy's Boy in FM here. I've just blogged about my five trophy-laden years in Poland for FM 19. This is why the boys have asked me to preview Polish League for FM 20, or it might be to spare Mike according more pronunciation woes. FM19 had the top two tiers of Polish football available to play out the box. The top division is the Extra Klasa and consists of 16 teams. You play each other home and away before the league splits into a championship group and a relegation group. You play a total of 37 games. There's one national FA Cup plus the Super Cup at the start of the season between the league winners and the cup winners. The FA Cup is straight knockout with the strange exception of the quarter-final, which is two legs. The domestic season is relatively short, making it great for getting through the years and seeing your new gens blossom. The flip side is, if you're domestically successful, you will have to battle through the very early stages of Europe due to the poor coefficient of the league. Choosing a club for Poland comes with its own challenges. Legia Warsaw have been dominant in real life, although Piast just won the title last year. There's five teams in the top flight, all play in stadiums with over 30,000 capacity, although many are council-owned. Lechia Kdansk have the biggest stadium in the league, but have never won the league championship. Gornik are tied with Wisla Krakow as the most honoured team in Poland, each have 14 titles, but Gornik haven't won it since 87-88 season. For an even bigger fallen giant, their rivals, Ruck, have been champions 13 times, but now play in the fourth tier. If you can get an expansion pack, that could be a great challenge. Overall, I love my save in Poland. Domestically, you have a variety of challenges. 
However, Europe will always keep the save challenging, even beyond domestic success. So, Samuel, uh, Poland, one that ever kind of interested you? It hasn't really, um, but I really enjoyed following Stuart's save there. Um, he obviously released a fair few blog posts um, this year and actually moved around um, in the league as well, which I really liked. Um, yeah. Um, I think he joined uh, Legia. Well, I think that's how he pronounced it. I think he pronounced it a bit differently, but that's how I've always pronounced it in my head. So, um, yeah, I quite like that, that he kind of moved up to one of the, the bigger historically uh, teams in the country um, and, and set about just dominating with them a little bit after doing really well initially in his first club. Yeah, I um, I had a quick one-season save with Legia before. Um, I kind of wanted to do um, similar to what I'm doing now, where you know the European kind of journey is the goal. Um, that was on FM17. Um, just had a quick sort of you know lunchtime save, <laughs> um, and it was um, it was good. It was a nice little league to go on. Obviously dominated it, um, but I think I only just won the league in the end. Um, but it's what it's one that splits and and, and goes from there, as, as Stuart said. So. Um, it's quite an interesting one to, to be in and and uh, challenging for Europe's obviously always going to be a bit difficult as well. I quite, again, I like it because it's a bigger league, so like the 16 teams. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a little bit more variation to, to play against and obviously you do have some of the, the big clubs, well, as, as I said earlier, the traditional big clubs as well, like Wisla, Krakow and like, like Poznan mm. as well, so um yeah, I think a, a decent challenge is if you want to if you want to go to that league. To be fair, yeah, I think we we should try and champion FM Twenty as the as the year where everyone kind of goes to these smaller leagues and, and turns away from England and and Italy and things like that. We nothing against those leagues, but you know we we do love a little uh, a little journey from there. And you can you know every, you can always move on after that, but at least start somewhere a little bit smaller. And if you fancy starting a little bit closer to home. Um, here's former co-host Matt on why as even Northern Ireland might be interesting for you um, and if he's going there so if you fancy keeping up to date do follow him on at FM Adventure Bot um, it's not actually him it's the bot that tweets his workout but you know it's always good to follow along because um, his FM 19 work was great he was in Dutch in Dutch oh dear. he was in Holland uh, for uh, FM 19 in the Netherlands and it was good wasn't it Sam? yeah I loved it um, so Here's what Matt's got to say on the Northern Irish League. Hi, this is FM Adventure, and I'm here to state the case for managing in Northern Ireland. The NIFL Premiership is a 12-team league, with each team playing every other team three times before a top-half-bottom-half split occurs, in which each team then plays the other teams in their split once more to total the 38-game season. In the 2019-20 season, there are four European spots up for grabs. Prize money for qualifying for Europe is a game-changing sum for so many clubs. Consistently making Europe will go a long way to helping you secure domination in the domestic league. Aside from Europe, Northern Ireland has a number of cup competitions. There's the Irish Cup, which is the FA Cup equivalent, the League Cup, two spots in the Scottish Challenge Cup, a new All-Ireland Champions competition, and a variety of regional competitions such as the Mid-Ulster Cup and the County Antrim Shield. This brings plenty of opportunities to add trophies to your cabinet. If I were to set, suggest one team to manage, it would be the team that I plan to manage in FM20, and that's Glentorn. The Glens used to be one of the dominant forces in Irish League football, but due to a number of factors have fallen on hard times in the last decade. At the end of last season, they were subject to successful takeover from a wealthy backer and an experienced coach who also now sits on the board of the club. The club have made a number of exciting signings from all over Europe, and things now look bright for the future. 
the chance to push Glenthorne back up to the level where they belong. I hope this helps persuade you to look towards an underrated league and football manager. Okay, um, obviously one kind of close, close link to Scotland. Uh, Samo, any any interest in Northern Ireland for you? Uh, <laughs> I haven't actually. I was going to be really harsh there, and I'm just going to mm. say I haven't. But um, yeah, obviously there is the closer links to Scotland now with the Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Challenge Cup. <laughs> that always seems like it's a, actually a joke. It's, it's um, not a joke. It's um, well, it is a joke of a competition now because I yeah. completely disagree with the Northern Irish teams and the Irish teams and the Welsh teams and the English teams being involved in it. But um, obviously, if you're talking football manager sense, then it, c- it could be quite fun um, to mm. to be managing, for example, a Northern Irish team and when winning a Scottish Cup competition. Um, emba- embarrassing if it happened in real life, but on Football Manager, it could be good. Yeah, I think I'd I'd enjoy a save there. I think, but it's always struck me as perhaps a little bit too low, with the greatest respect, um, for for me anyway. But yeah, a bit too close to home as well. Maybe I want to at the moment. I want to go a bit further afield. But I think a, a, a Northern Irish save. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to Matt's as well, because um, he obviously he does great work on sort of summarising his saves anyway each season um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how he gets on now we all pick our saves for a different reason um, what about starting a country that boasts one of your favourite singers here's at FM underscore Grasshopper with his top pick for a smaller league I'm FM Grasshopper I'm here to talk about Sweden the country has given me a lot my IKEA kitchen the joy of seeing Freddie Jungberg's 72 goals for the Arsenal and hearing Zara Larsson's powerful voice including the 2015 pop hit, Lush Life. So I'm here on the One More Game podcast to introduce you to Allsvenskan League, Sweden's top tier that includes 16 teams who meet each other twice, home and away. The season runs from March to November, because outside these months it's incredibly cold. Here are three club picks. In Football Manager 2020, one of the favourites for the title will be Malmo, who are the only team to have two stars above their club badge. Why? Well, because they've won a record 23 Old Svenskan League titles. The challenge of picking Marmo won't be on the domestic scene, however, but rather Europe, where Swedish league winners have to jump through hoops to get into the Champions League lucrative group stages by entering in the very first qualifying round. If you want more of a challenge, then why not head a bit further north to Kalmar? Kalmar won the league 11 years ago when two brothers, Rasmus and Victor, burst onto the scene. Both have had respectable careers in the Dutch league who have now returned home in their 30s. Can you lead these brothers back to glory in the autumn of their careers? You'll be expected to finish around mid-table, but with great youth facilities, Kalma could be a great long-term save as you look to build a new generation of super sweets. And my third and final pick is Eskilstuna. Everything is poor here. Not only do you have a small 7k-seater stadium, you'll inherit a team with below average training facilities and the most basic view setups. You'll be massive favourites to go down, and some of your better players are low knees, meaning that a total rebuild will be needed if you somehow stay up. Your star man is 30-year-old ex-FM Wonderkid, Denny Avdic, who is looking to rebuild his career after signing from AIK this year on a free transfer. Good luck, or as they say in Swedish, Lika till. Sweden, Samo, um, another Nordic uh, cousin to Denmark and Norway that we've already mentioned. Um, any 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 chance you're going to head over to Sweden at any point? I I think I talk about I think I talked about the Swedish league last year when we were doing the podcast. 
um, mm. because I played in Sweden like way back. I can't even remember what version of the game it was, but do you remember me talking about Lands Krona? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and they used to have oh god, I totally cannot remember the players that they had now, but I definitely mentioned it on last year's preview. Um, but yeah, they used to have this like amazing. I think Alexander Farnerud now yes. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is coming to my mind. Um, you, that was maybe C, uh, FMO five or maybe even CM sort of four. Yeah, potentially right. around that that kind of mm. time. Um, so yeah, I played in Sweden back then. Obviously, cannot remember anything, uh, like absolutely <laughs> nothing from playing in the league. Um, but I have played in it before. Um, and yeah, again, I didn't write about FM at that point, so there's absolutely no record of that actually happening. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I, 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 I do, we don't know if Tony's going to play here. Obviously, he's not properly revealed um, his save yet. Um, he could he could mm. surprise us all and, and head to Sweden. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're we're expecting that to happen, are we? No, no, I don't believe so. It'd be interesting to see. Um, but perhaps he's on a cycle where he goes um, South America, Europe, South America. But who can who can say for sure what he's going to do? We'll uh, we'll enjoy finding out, though. I think. Um, <clears throat> but if if you don't fancy Sweden, how about managing in the highest ranked league outside the Big Five? FM Eidster, um comes here with his hot take from the Russian league. Hello, I'm FM Easter. Welcome to your FM20 Russian League preview. There are two playable divisions in Russia, a 16-team Premier League and a 20-team second tier. Rules are fairly standard. You play everyone twice and the two bottom sides are automatically relegated and replaced with the top two from the second tier. The sides finishing 13th and 14th enter a relegation playoff against sides finishing 3rd and 4th from the division below. So there's no silly dividing the league up to sort out European places. This is straight up 15 home games, 15 away games. The top two sides qualify for the Champions League groups. Third place plays in the Champions League qualifiers. And fourth, fifth and sixth qualify for the Europa League. There's only one Association Cup competition. That's the Kubok Rossi. The top sides don't enter this until round about round five. And the winner earns a place in the Europa League. One other thing worth noting is the league foreigner rules. Many FM players impose restrictions on themselves regarding player recruitment in an effort to artificially make the game more difficult. There's no such need in Russia as their rules are stringent enough. You can only ever play six foreigners at any one time, but there's none of this second nationality cheat. For a player not to be deemed foreign, he must be declared for the Russian national team. So even if he is Russian but declares himself for let's say Georgia, he would then be deemed a foreign player. So this rules out signing a load of African wonder kids, as they're unlikely to ever represent Russia. So what sort of save could you have in Russia? What about a dominating save? Any of the big three Moscovite sides, Spartak, Lokomotiv or CSKA, are extremely well financed, comparatively speaking. With good human management, domestic dominance should be achieved almost immediately, allowing you to focus on conquering Europe. If Moscow isn't appealing, you could try taking some of the Gazprom coin and head to Zenit St. Petersburg for a similar challenge. Maybe you're into fallen giants. Russia is littered with fallen giants, but one interesting one has just been promoted to the second tier. Three-time Soviet League champions and seven-time Soviet Cup winners, Torpedo Moscow, should now be playable. So why not try and muscle in on the Moscow scene? What about an up-and-coming team? 
FC Sochi were only formed in June 2018 and they've quickly gained promotion to the Premier League. They're well financed and play at the 40,000 seater Fisht Olympic Stadium which was built for the 2014 Winter Olympics. Sochi is seen as Las Vegas of Russia so why not try your luck? Well, I hope you enjoyed this quick tour around Russia. Why not give it a try in your next game? Bye. Russia. Tell me about Russia, Samo. Uh, it must be one that you've that's been on your radar before. I've actually managed in Russia again, uh, way back before I was before I was writing about football manager. I managed Anzi um, in the same way that Easter has um, on this year's game. Um, back when obviously they had like Eto'o and Roberto Carlos and stuff like that. Um, I think it was maybe the season after that all that all happened. Um, mm. So yeah, I think always a club and uh, like again similar to to Stuart earlier really enjoyed uh, following Easter's save this year it's been mm. one of the best saves probably to follow um, yeah it has Some, something a bit more around FM than just purely the FM it's, yeah uh, definitely good. Um, and obviously his club choice as well was one I approved of too so it's been it's been good uh, and obviously they mm. are did, did they get relegated am I right in saying that uh, at some point They've definitely been down below. Or are you talking very recently? I think I'm talking this season. Right, possibly, possibly, probably something we should have researched before we, uh, before we started talking. But you know, I'm sure you'll find out as that big lorry goes past there. Apologies for that. Um, <clears throat> just going past the studio windows. Um, but I tell you what, I tell you what it does sound interesting. Uh, FM Samo, the pre-blogging years. I think you need to delve into your memories <laughs> and. <laughs> and, and rekindle your love of, uh, of Sweden, Russia, and everything else. Now, tell me you've never been to Serbia. I've never, I've never been to Serbia, though. Ah, right, right. I, it's somewhere I've never really considered, but um, but you know, it might be a great league. And here's at from eleven one to tell us more about it. Hi, this is from eleven one, and I've chosen to recommend the Serbian leagues. Serbia appeals to me both as a football nerd and a history nerd with the tragic events of the breakup of Yugoslavia in the early 90s being intertwined with the football in the area. Since it began, the Serbian Superliga has been dominated by two massive rivals, Red Star and Partizan, both from Belgrade. With the league ranked 17th in Europe, a mere two places ahead of Scotland, European football could be a challenge to qualify for, let alone succeed in an FM, if playing outside of the big two clubs. There's a limit of four foreign players in the Superliga, and dropping a level to the Serbian First League reduces that to just two players. Both leagues are made up of 16 teams and split into championship and relegation groups after 30 matches, which should help keep the league interesting until the last. There are plenty of clubs to choose from, and really any side other than Red Star and Partizan should present an interesting challenge. I've chosen FK Smederevo as a fun save. Newly promoted to the Serbian First League from the non-playable Serbian League West, Smederevo have some pedigree, with a 2003 Serbian Cup win to their name, and a decent stadium for the level. But it shouldn't be easy. In real life, Smederevo are 13th after 12 games. They should offer a great challenge, firstly in the short term, trying to assemble a squad to challenge for promotion, especially with those foreign player limits, and then trying to catch the big boys of Serbia, and who knows, perhaps Europe? Alternatively, with the links between football, politics and war, Serbia offers an opportunity for those that enjoy adding a dash of fiction writing to their content, an intriguing youth development or club and country prospect.
Why not give Serbia a go in FM20? Wow, some great facts there about the saving league. Samo, Serbia? I really want uh, from 11-1 to play in Serbia this year. I think we were chatting about it on Slack. Uh, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was one I suggested to him. And I, I think it'd be, I, I always think it'd be a really good country just because of, similarly to me picking Portugal for FM19, like similarly to all the players that you see coming through when you're like during your save. Um, mm, there's always mm. so many promising um, young players coming through. And I think if you're at the source of that, then it could make a really good save um, on Football Manager. Yeah, and obviously from eleven one from this this year, he's, he's traditionally a guy who doesn't pick his save until sort of it's quite random in how he picks his save. Um, and obviously he's moved around quite a lot this year to, to to interesting places and to new places and just just bigger teams. So hopefully, yeah, we could start off in Serbia and maybe researching into it for this particular podcast has, has helped sway his mind. Has he turned your mind? Well, for, you know, only time will tell. Um, someone that was inspired by the preview pods last year. Um, at Ted Redwood, he uh, he went to Israel on the back of Samo's perfectly politically correct um, <laughs> su- summary of uh, of Israeli football, um, and um, yeah, he had a good save with uh, or starting off with uh, Nazareth FC, Nazareth FC, Nazareth something, something, yeah, anyway, of a team in the uh, Israeli league. Um, so he was inspired by that. Will uh, will the, his chat about Israeli football league inspire you? Hi guys, Ted Redwood here, former FM YouTube extraordinaire and nothing extraordinary about my blogging career to date, but I'm here to talk about my time and some information and a league preview for Israel in Football Manager 2020, got my words out eventually. So I spent about 14 seasons in Israel with Maccabi Ahi Nazareth in FM19, so I know a bit about it. So there's two divisions in Israel that you can play straight out of the box, which is nice. You've got the second division, Premier Division, two up two down in the second division and obviously two down from the premier division as well as three european spots for the league and one for the cup winner uh, the quality overall is pretty average uh, a lot of your israeli players are going to be s- snatched by bigger european sides uh, especially a decent new gens and good players that start within the leagues um, so the actual quality is fairly evenly spread so you could probably choose most sides and make a good effort of whatever division you're in the first season around especially if you choose one of the better sides like uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv, Maccabi Haifa or Hapel Beersheva um, something that keeps the leagues interesting and the only rate, way to really kick on domestically and in Europe is with your foreign players so in the second division you're allowed three registered players who can all be on the pitch at one time who are non-Israeli and then in the top division you're allowed six registered but only five on the pitch at any one time so obviously if you want them to be nationalised, it's going to be five seasons in Israel, five years to be precise. So holding on to them for that long is a bit of a pain in the arse, but um, it's a good way to kick on and obviously get your homegrown quota up and stuff like that. It's pretty handy as well. In the top division, you've got 14 sides. Uh, you play each other twice and it splits into like a top six and bottom eight. So you do end up playing the same sides quite a number of times if you're in there for a few seasons. It can get a bit boring on that front. But by the time you sort of start to dominate domestically, you then have really like getting into the group stages or beyond in Europe, which is uh, which will keep your interest, or at least it did for me. Um, it took me three or four seasons of European competition before I got to a group stage. So the interest is definitely there. 
Um, in terms of new gens and stuff, they produce some fairly average new gens. I didn't have anyone absolutely world-beating come through in Israel when I was there, but lots of um, sort of top division standard for the top five t- uh, European leagues uh, for like a mid-table team or so. I really enjoyed my time there. Um, personally, doing the whole European thing was was the big draw. I was winning the league within five seasons of choosing a random team in the second division, so it's got good legs on it. I did ten seasons without any issue at all, no boredom. Lack of success in Europe did start to get to me, but uh, someone better than me might be able to get to it sooner. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it and would recommend that anyone who just wants to have a go in a new league they haven't quite tried before and there's a lot of um, political and actual history uh, geographical history all sorts within Israel that it's worth looking into if you are tempted uh, helped expand my horizons and hopefully it will you too back to you guys in the studio thanks Ted great work um, yeah Samo Israel obviously it's something that you researched last year and I think you said it did sound quite interesting it did um i think i'm going to stay clear of it talking about it this year seeing as what i said last year uh kind of did we get some reaction for that i can't remember now no i think it was just you picked a team out and it turned out they were quite a racist team <laughs> or something along those lines and someone just pointed out the fact that that team's perhaps not you know obviously we, we just research into the, how interesting the team was and yeah compared to how what they've worn and the size of the stadium maybe um but it was probably pure potluck on your chance to pick out a team that's uh, that's known for not being particularly nice. I mean, uh, but I think it's more more a certain set of fans rather than the team itself. Yeah, that's fair. Um, anyway, please go back if you can find it and listen. It's uh, yeah, it gives us an extra hit if anything else. Yeah, maybe maybe um, everybody wants to listen to all the ones from last year too because they're probably all still very relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, go back and and find those ones. I mean. Uh, we did South America, didn't we? We did sort of the bigger leagues as well, which is why we're kind of avoiding them. Uh, we did a, a round, round Europe with, with a few smaller nations and smaller teams, um, but not quite as in-depth as this one. Um, so, yeah, inspiration comes from a lot of places. Um, I, know, I know a few podcasts have done, done podcasts on where they find their inspiration from, but um, hopefully other podcasts is, uh, is, is where, where you find it from. And if, um, if, like Ted Redwood, you're inspired by anything we've said today, do let us know and maybe you can come on next year uh, maybe not but hey who knows um samo um let's let's wrap this up then obviously some big big reveal in uh, the fm beta uh, for samo yeah looking forward to it now yeah and it's kind of a, a jumping off point for our fm20 saves um obviously you're going to briefly talk about it for a few weeks on the pod uh, about what you're going to go up to with new zealand um and then maybe move on, or maybe not. Um, Austria uh, is a league we're going to hear a bit about between sort of November and early January, and then never, you know, never again. So it's good to have that kind of. Um, it's good to have that um, starting off point of so you understand the leagues going into it, and and I can talk a bit more about it for a little bit anyway. Definitely, hopefully not far away from the beta now. Yeah, we reckon. We're still reckoning in the eighth, are we? Uh, I know, obviously, it's not. We still haven't got a date and. And it's as we're recording today, it's one month before the eighth, and you'd think they'd tell us by now, surely, oh, if it was coming out then. Um, but I can't really see it being later than that. I don't know why. Just going on history, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, if it was if it was the week before, then we're looking at beta like next week. Do you think? I don't know. 
if it yeah. was if it was yeah, like yeah, the first yeah, yeah. of November yeah. they're releasing then beta's beta would be due kind do you of reckon, next Friday. Do you, do you reckon they're just gonna drop the beta and just go here? Maybe. There you go. So Maybe. it's out in two weeks. Come on. You know, it wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them. They've obviously done similar things before and they're not they've traditionally not been high on admin, although they have sorted themselves out recently. But I suppose when it, Miles has always said when it's ready, it's ready, and uh, it'll come out then. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. It's probably a little bit of a longer pod than usual, but hopefully that's not a bad thing. Samo, where can people follow us? You can follow Mike at According to FM. You can follow me at FM underscore Samo, and you can follow the pod at One More Game. Um, we haven't mentioned yet, but obviously, if you do want to uh, order Football Manager Twenty Twenty. Bit manager 2020 um then <laughs> you can you can find uh, my twitter obviously what i just mentioned and, and pre-order it from the link there and um, raising money for the cam zone any update on what you've raised so far yeah um we i think there was i think it hit 40 dollars maybe, yeah. for, maybe 45 dollars i think yeah i think you updated us on that point so Oh, no did further I? updates then, but oh, right. okay, yeah, no, I think, so. I think yeah, there, there's been a few sales over the last few days, though, which I spotted. Um, I think I spotted Nestor and, and FM underscore bars, um, on Twitter mentioned that they'd pre-ordered it. So yeah, obviously, if you are doing that, then then let me know, uh, and we'll give you a shout out. So yeah, cool. Oh, I did. I, I did tell people I'd shout them out if they reviewed us, and I think someone did. Oh, um, but um, I'll I'll do that at some point. Thank you though for reviewing us. It really probably helps. Um, even though we don't really care about it. Who knows? It's just um, nice. But it's, it's nice to get the word out there to more people, and it's nice to tell us that you enjoyed the pod, because you know, we're, we're quite vain like that. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see you again soon. Um, hopefully we'll have a bit more on the beta. Obviously there's been a few um, things coming out. Nothing groundbreaking on, on the new features, Summer? Nah, not, nothing, nothing, nothing else big that, that's, come, that's come since the big one that we mentioned last on the last pod, so... Yeah, we'll we'll bring it all up to date. I'm sure when we when we talk about the game a bit more uh, later, but we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.